to Victory and Labang Podcast. We hope this message encourages and inspires you today. Hello everyone, my name is Ariel Marquez and uh, thank you for joining our service today in Victory Alabang. Well, I hope that you're all doing fine and that you're all uh, well in your own homes. Uh, I hope that you're all uh, now adjusting with this uh, new uh, GCQ uh, configuration of the government from MECQ to GCQ. Well, you've just seen an encouraging uh, missions report video from the nation of Kyrgyzstan. We'd like to thank you for your generosity and continued support from our missionaries in the field, and uh, especially during this time of the pandemic. I hope that we will all continue to hold the ropes for them. Let's keep them in our faith and in our prayers. And in spite of the crisis, we believe that the gospel will be preached in every nation. Last Sunday, it was Pentecost Sunday, and we had Bishop Manny Carlos preach the word for us. And in Acts chapter 2, the day of Pentecost, it was a day like no other in the life of God's uh, people. And the Holy Spirit, as we have, uh, you know, uh, heard and read in the scripture, uh, he was poured out and the disciples began to speak in other languages. And those who heard it were dumbfounded and they were astonished. And Peter preached a powerful sermon and he calls the people to repentance. And about 3,000 souls were saved that day. Can you imagine that one sermon, 3,000 souls getting saved? The New Testament church was born. And guess what? We are still part of that move of the Holy Spirit until the present time. From the Bible, we know that the source of life and the power is the Holy Spirit. In Him we live and move and have our being. And the Holy Spirit is a third person of the Trinity. He is God Himself. Many people don't know who the Holy Spirit is. They feel that He is like a force or or something, that he is like a thing. No, but God is, you know, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. He's the third person of the Trinity. In Hebrew and Greek, he is pneuma, which means wind or breath. We don't see him, but we feel his presence. And we see his work of regeneration and transformation in our lives. So how many of you will say that the Holy Spirit is actually changing you every single day? And I would say that to myself as well. From the time I got saved and have been born again, I see the transforming power of the Holy Spirit in my personal life and in the life of my family. And I believe that in the same way, you can see the work of the Holy Spirit in your life as well. Now, today we're still in the series called The New Hope. And we will continue in the book of Acts and we will see how the Holy Spirit works in the church. And hope you're excited for the word uh, today. So why don't you get your Bible and open to the book of Acts chapter 3. We'll be reading from verses 1 to 10, and we are looking at the ESV uh, version, okay? English Standard Version or Essential Victory, okay? So let's read it out loud. If you are together with your family, it's okay. You can actually just read it all in unison. Verse 1, now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer the ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. 
But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up and immediately, everybody say immediately, immediately, uh, his feet and ankles were made strong and leaping up and stood and began to walk and enter the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people uh, uh, saw him walking and praising God and they recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your word, which always brings us life. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would teach us to listen and to obey to your promptings. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Allow me to just read a uh, quote from the Passion Translation uh, Bible. And it says here, I got this there. We, we learn much about the Spirit of God in the book of Acts. Without Him, there would be no church, no evangelistic impact, no miracles, and no expression of the power of God. For it is not by human means, human power, or human might, but by the limitless power of the Holy Spirit that the kingdom of God advances on the earth. Jesus builds His church through the Holy Spirit. That was the new normal, the birth of the church, the move of the Holy Spirit. You know, we've been hearing the word, the new normal nowadays due to the, pand- due to the pandemic. And when you say the new normal, the new normal happens when there's a drastic change in the way we live. Back then, 2,000 years ago, the people of God experienced something new. Something that they have never faced before. After the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it was a new normal for the people of God. And the Jews uh, were used to a religious life around the temple. But when the Holy Spirit was poured upon them, they became, we, the church, became the temple where the Holy Spirit dwells. This new normal ushered in when the Holy Spirit was given to the church in a fresh new way. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was given to them by Jesus. The Holy Spirit was with them. He was in them and now He was given upon them. He was poured upon them. What was new normal to the disciples in the book of Acts is still our current reality in the church today, believe it or not. There's no distinction of the church then and the church that we have now, we're still in the extended book of Acts. We can still expect the Holy Spirit to move today as He moved back then. Many times you look at the book of Acts and compare it to our present situation and say that there is no more miracles happening today. Because we expect that we will be like Peter who would say to the lame man or the crippled or the paralytic, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. And he does. And we think that that is like a daily incident in the book of Acts, and we ask if it is still happening today. But what was happening back then is still the same dispensation that we have today. They were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, Acts chapter 2, to the breaking of the bread, to the fellowship and prayer. They are waiting for Jesus. 
They are believing for a miracle. Well, what we need to realize and remember is that the 28 chapters of the book of Acts spans around a period of about maybe 30 to 40 years in church history. And in other words, the author, Dr. Luke, was merely highlighting the high points of the church and what it meant for us, for our learning, and for our encouragement today. So we also need to realize that at certain times, you know, they had normal days when the people are doing their daily routines, just like how you and I live today. That's part of being in the new normal. It's not every day that they experience these kinds of miracles and signs and wonders. Sometimes it's just signs and wonders between husband and wife. The wife signs and the husband wonders what happened. Just kidding. But if you are walking during the time of the book of Acts with the early disciples, the first, you know, the time that they were baptized, and if we're walking in the first uh, few years, people are doing their daily business. They're taking care of their families. They're paying bills. Students are going to school. People are going to the market. They don't have balls then. Families attending temple worship, just like we do now. Things are just normal on a day-to-day basis. But yet, somehow, when Dr. Luke wrote the book of Acts, he wanted to show us the act or the acts of the Holy Spirit. Yes, this is popularly known as the act of the Acts of the Apostles, but I believe that this is more like the acts of the Holy Spirit and what He has done and given to the church. Now, what are the signs when the Holy Spirit moves in the church in the new normal? Let's read again from verse 1. Now, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. Now, it's interesting that, you know, Dr. Luke basically said the hour of prayer. You know, is there such a thing as the hour of prayer? Well, first point I want to share for us is that we need to be consistent in prayer. The church is called to pray regularly. How many of you have a consistent prayer life? After they were filled with the Holy Spirit, they continued with their habit of daily prayer. It's, it's part of their Jewish culture. Having the Holy Spirit in us is not an excuse not to pray. Anyway, he already knows it's in my heart, so I don't have to pray. No, actually, he wants us to pray. The Jews have a daily habit of prayer, three times a day. They have a morning prayer at 9 a.m., a noontime prayer at 12 noon, and a, an afternoon prayer at 3 p.m. This is the time when they actually offer their sacrifices in the temple. And we see this as a part of the regular life of the Jews. Prayer is actually communicating with God. It is talking to Him and hearing Him speak to us. Yes, God is sovereign. And He will fulfill His plan and His purpose with or without us. But I also believe that God still commanded us to pray. We find that in Scripture. He wants us to participate in His purpose by allowing us to pray to Him and hear His voice. We see that Peter and John, at the hour of prayer, it was like their daily routine. They went to the temple to pray. And it was on their way to pray that they saw the lame man at the beautiful gate. We see that in verse 2. And the lame man from birth was being carried, whom uh, they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate to ask alms of those entering the temple. Now we see that the, help, uh, the lame man was helpless and all he can do to survive is to, to beg, ask for money. But he was a smart man. He knew enough. Where, he knew where to uh, you know, position himself, 
where the best spot is, that he can be seen by the people. He was on the high traffic spot, so to speak, of the temple. People are coming in and out of the temple to give offerings and to pray. You know, he's a smart man. He's been doing that every single day. Maybe he's had an experience that, you know, being in that particular place, people are generous uh, as they have seen him every single day. I believe that as we consistently pray, we will have opportunities to minister just like Peter and John. You know, second thing is we need to be sensitive in helping others. I believe compassion and kindness should be the consistent mark of the church. And we see that in verse 4. And Peter directed his gaze at him as did John and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them and expecting to receive from them. You know, I, somehow I, I realize that the people in the world assumes that, uh, assume that the church is a benevolent group. And they look at the church, yes, and we, we see that as well uh, in our location. Sometimes people who are needy, they would come to us and they would ask for help. And the church should be known for its love and power. If only we will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. It is, it is not just a place that is religious or, you know, we get to do a lot of church things or like maybe joining a ministry or volunteer ministry because this is how we serve others. But we need to be spirit-led Christians so that God can use us more often. Think about that for a while. Have you been led by God every single day? Do you hear uh, the voice of the Holy Spirit? Are you sensitive to his leading. You know, when God tells you to do something, to pause and maybe to divert, are you able to hear his, uh, his still small voice? Many times we are just too busy doing church that sometimes we fail to see what is happening in the world around us. We need to be like the sons of Issachar in First Chronicles who were men of understanding and they knew the signs of the times. We must be led by the Spirit of God at all times. And I hope that that will be like a daily experience that you and I have every single day. That yes, we may not see a lot of extraordinary miracles, but there will be a lot of opportunities every day for us to, miracle, uh, to, to minister to people. And for them, that is their personal miracle. In verse 6, it says, But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Wow. What's interesting in this story was Peter and John had no money. How many of you don't normally take cash as you travel? They didn't have cash that day. Maybe they have Gcash or Paymaya or Visa or MasterCard. I don't know. But yes, I believe that the church must be generous always because we have a generous God and he blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. I believe that we need to always look for opportunities to give and to be a blessing. Now, I want to personally thank each of you every time I remember, you know, how you have given, uh, you know, you have constantly supported this church and this ministry. I'd like to thank you for your, your generosity for always giving to our efforts, our missions, our, you know, our, uh, our church activities. 
And I believe that God wants us to continue to be a blessing to the, the community, the city that we're in, to people around us. But going back to the story of the lame man, what if Peter had money that day? And because he's a Christian, he feels generous. And then he decides to give to that lame man. And he says to that lame man, don't worry, Jesus loves you. Here's a denarius. And he gives the money, and then he walks straight to the temple. Can you imagine that if Peter had money to give to the lame person, that lame man would have missed the greatest miracle of his life? If you think you have nothing to give, you really do. Just ask the Lord what you can give. You can give a prayer. You can give an encouraging word. You can give a prophetic word. Maybe a a word of hope and faith. Or maybe a prayer for a miracle. Because not all human needs and problems can be solved by money. The layman had been there for many, many years, and maybe he'd been receiving a lot of alms and denarius from temple goers, but that day was extra special. The layman did not receive cash, but he received a gift from God that money cannot buy. And by the way, that place, the temple, was where Jesus and his disciples would normally visit. Remember the time when you know, Jesus would observe how the people would give? Don't you think that maybe they had seen that layman before? Since the Bible says he goes there daily for many, many years. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that they probably did. And there are probably a lot of dozens of different sick people in the temple asking for alms or for help from the temple goers. But Jesus did not serve out of need. Jesus did not, you know, just pray for all the people and heal everybody. He's not moved out of need, but he's moved always by the purpose of God. He follows God's agenda. But then Peter... And John passed that day. The Holy Spirit gave them a nudge. And they responded. And a miracle happened. Now, how many of us are sensitive to the Holy Spirit when He tells us to do something? Maybe a miracle is waiting to happen in your life. Thirdly, be flexible to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive and be flexible. In other words, allow yourself to be interrupted by the Holy Spirit. And let me ask you this. How many of you have been interrupted by the Holy Spirit? Maybe you have a plan or maybe you've got some, you know, schedule for the week or maybe you have plans for your life and you have encountered God and God redirected your life. You know, it happens. And I believe and I, you know, I want to submit to you that God's ways are higher than our ways. In, in fact, His plans are better than your plans for your life. Because His plans are good, pleasing, and perfect. In verse 7, let's read it uh, again. He took him by the right hand and he raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and he uh, began to walk and enter the temple with them. Walking and leaping and praising God. And can you imagine this? It was that normal day that, you know, Peter and John were going to the temple. Have you ever been, as I asked earlier, have you ever been interrupted or redirected by the Holy Spirit? You know, I myself has actually been interrupted and, or redirected rather. You know, one time during this ECQ, I was actually running around uh, the village. Uh, not running around the house, but, you know, walking around or jogging around the village. And, you know, in the village, we were allowed to walk as long as you've got some face mask on and as you do some social distancing. And so I would do my exercise and 
I would normally notice a familiar face, an old man, a senior citizen in the village. And he would also do his walks around the village. And I would normally pass his house. But, you know, I felt like as I saw him from a distance, I would turn left uh, on the street that's uh, in front of me. And I heard the prompting of the Holy Spirit to go straight instead of turning left. And I said, why God? I want you to go straight. And I, so I went straight. And uh, indeed, this senior uh, man saw me and he said, hi, pastor. How are you doing? And I said, oh, hi. Uh, how are you doing? And so we chatted a bit. And then he shared to me that he just recently got saved. He's part of a church and he's been attending a, like a Bible class. And he's so on fire for God now that he is in his old age. And what I said to him was, you know what? God has a plan and a purpose for you. I believe that in your uh, mature age, God will still be able to use you to be a minister to others. Uh, not even a full-time capacity, but just on a regular basis. And with that, he actually got teary-eyed. And, uh, you know, I prayed for him. And I just said, God bless you. And I believe that God has a great plan, a purpose for you. Continue doing what you're, what you're doing. And then I went on uh, with my walk, and I said, God, thank you. Thank you for that leading and that prompting. Now, what would you do if God interrupts your day and maybe tells you, even right now, to call a friend that you have not seen for a long time? Or maybe call your mom or your dad, or maybe uh, call you know, an office mate. Uh, or maybe you're doing something, and the Spirit nudges you to stop or do another thing. Will you welcome the interruptions of God in your life? You know, when we, when we realize that every man is made in the image of God, we will have a different way of looking at them instead of judging them. You know, we've preached on this a while, Imago Day, that we were made in the image of God, that each one of us has been designed to be in the image of God, designed to be a temple of the living God. Some are inhabited and some are empty, and we need to have compassion on people. You know, Dr. Luke, you know, he's a doctor, physician. When he was writing the book of Acts, he was a detailed writer, and he used medical terms in Greek. In fact, as he was writing about this lame man, he said that from birth, the feet of the lame man was already malfunctioning medically. Now, how many bones are there in a human body? Now, I did some research, and according to Google, there are about 206 bones in the human body. And I did further research because I was looking at the story of the lame man. I was wondering how many bones are there on both feet. And each, feet have, each foot has 26 bones, total of 52 uh, bones on both feet. And can you imagine this? 25% of the total bones of that lame man's body was not functioning what do you think would be the response to the miracle if you were that lame man and suddenly you're able to walk and leap? Would you actually say, oh, nice, I'm going to buy now a new pair of Adidas shoes? No, I think you will probably be responding just like that man. You'll be dancing. You'll be praising God. You'll be like David. You'll be just dancing with all your might and just thanking the Lord for the miracle that you have experienced that day. You know, one time I was actually uh, doing my grocery uh, with my quarantine pass. And I went to the mall, and uh, I was surprised that one of the uh, milk tea was open, milk tea shops. And so I wanted to surprise my two daughters, and I bought a milk tea. I brought back the milk tea uh, back home uh, as a surprise to them. And when they saw the milk tea in my hands, they were just 
shouting, they were leaping, they were dancing, and they were just so excited, just looking at the milk tea in my hand. Can you imagine? That's just a milk tea. And what will you do if you were that lame man? For 40 years, you're not able to walk, and suddenly that day, you're able to do what you were never able to do before. When the Lord touches us, we will not hold back in our response to God. Peter and John moved in power and proclaimed the miracle of healing and wellness to the man. And as the Holy Spirit leads us, we need to move out in faith as well. And as God leads you to do it, do it. You must speak life in people's lives. They may not be lame physically, but we're all lame from birth. We're all broken on the inside until the Lord restores us through rebirth. And we have, you know, as Christians, as believers, we have the words of hope. We can speak wellness over people's lives. Our words can actually either hurt or it can bring healing. And I hope that God will use us to bring healing. You may not have money to give, but you have the words of life to give to people. And may the Holy Spirit anoint our words as we minister to others. The greatest miracle that we can ever receive from God is not physical, but spiritual, because we were all dead spiritually. And we need to be born again. This is where we get the word being born again. And next time you see people in the mall or maybe in the salon or gym or maybe in your office when you go back to work, may you see their real need spiritually. They may be well off financially, but inside they're hurting, they're in need, and they're desperate. Ask the Holy Spirit how you can minister to people. And imagine the feeling of that lame man from birth. He was about 40 years old. It was stated in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 4. He'd been in the temple gates all his life, but has not been inside the temple. Because according to the Judaic law, uh, the crippled are not allowed to worship in the temple. This gives us somehow a picture that sinful man and a broken man cannot face the holiness and the perfection of God until we're made righteous by the work of Jesus on the cross. His blood forgives our sins and by his stripes, were healed from our diseases. But now the lame man, for the first time, is healed and is able to walk inside the temple, not just walking, but leaping and praising God. And in verse 9, it says, And all the people saw him walking and praising God and, and recognized him as the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple, asking for alms, and they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Wow, what a beautiful picture that happens when the church obeys the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. The world will see when the Holy Spirit moves in your life, it will become evident to all. When people see the change that God has done in your life, guess what? They will be surprised and amazed what happened to you. Only God can change us. You cannot change another person. You cannot change your spouse. You cannot change your children. You will never be able to change your own life. Only God can change us. This miracle is only possible with the power of God. It was an amazing story of the lame man who was healed instantly. And Peter took the opportunity to preach the gospel. And about 5,000 people got saved that day. During the time of Pentecost, 3,000. That day, 5,000. And we're going to talk more about this next week. My main point for our uh, sermon this day is the Holy Spirit moves powerfully when the church is sensitive and obedient to his leading. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit moves powerfully 
when the church, that's you and me, if we're sensitive and obedient to His leading. Now, as we pray, maybe you are here today and you are saying that you are kind of like that lame man from birth. You are broken inside. Maybe your emotions are broken. You have anxiety. You have fears. You have hatred. Maybe you've got unforgiveness. Maybe it's your mental health. You've got depression. Or maybe it's your physical health. God wants to heal you. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Let's just bow our heads and pray right now. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your grace upon your people. And even before you, we just want to come before your throne of grace, knowing that we will have our help in our time of need. And Lord, I lift up to you the concerns of the people watching even today. Lord, for those of us who are going through emotional pains, God, Lord, those of us who are grieving, maybe we've lost a loved one, or maybe we've been hurt in the past. Father, I pray that you would heal our brokenness emotionally. Father, I pray that you would even right now touch, Lord, the the emotions of the people watching uh, this service. Lord, those of us who are going through some mental illness, we're not well mentally, Lord God. Maybe uh, some have depression, some are bipolar. In the name of Jesus, I thank you that you are uh, a sovereign and an all-powerful God, the one who can heal us. And Lord, you are Jehovah Rapha. And we thank you, Lord God, that you'll also uh, bring back wholeness uh, in our mental uh, being, God. And I thank you, Lord God, that we will have the mind of Christ, that you will continue to transform our mind by the washing and the renewing the washing of your word, God. And Lord, even for those of us who are sick physically, I speak your healing upon them right now. Lord, maybe it's a respiratory ailment. Maybe it's not COVID. Maybe it's cough and cold. Maybe it's a headache. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it's back pain. Maybe it's a sickness in the bones, maybe it's heart ailments. I just pray, God, for your healing right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you will move mightily in the life and in the lives of your people, God. Though we declare that by the stripes of Jesus, we're healed. Rise up and walk and be healed. We see the healing from God right now. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. And I thank you, Lord, God, even right now, as we pray for salvation for those who are maybe joining us for the first time, Lord, I thank you, Lord God, that you will allow us to have an encounter with you. Uh, And if you are here today, maybe you have joined us for the first time in our online service. Uh, I'd like to invite you to uh, pray this prayer. Maybe you have not received the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you're asking, you know, I want to have life that is sure. You know, Jesus promised in John chapter 10, verse 10, that he will give us life and life that is full. Just bow your heads and pray along with me. Lord Jesus, I confess that I am a sinner needing a Savior. Thank you for your love. Thank you for giving your life on the cross so that I may be forgiven from all my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and I believe that He is raised from the dead. And I thank you, Lord God, that from this day on, I receive this eternal life. I am now a brand new being because of your grace upon my life. I thank you, Lord, for receiving me in the spiritual family. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you receive and you pray that prayer, you receive the grace from the Lord, I want to congratulate you. And please do uh, reach out to us. You can actually go to our website, victoryalabang.church/connect, And if you just say that you just pray that prayer, we will be uh, connecting with you right away. As we end this service, I'd like to encourage you to uh, 
visit our discussion question. You can actually just see it on your screen. I want to uh, encourage you to discuss that and talk about it among your family, uh, maybe over lunch or dinner, and uh, you know, find out how you can apply this word for all of us uh, in our life. Allow me to just end uh, with a word of prayer. Father, thank you so much for our time. And I thank you, Lord, that your blessing will be upon your people. Thank you that you are such a good God. You are a holy God. You are our good shepherd. And we thank you, Lord, for your love for each and every one of us. I thank you, Lord, God, that your love and your goodness and your mercy will follow us all the days of our lives, God. And Lord, I thank you that your blessing will be upon your people. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and gracious to you. And the Lord turn his face toward you and grant you peace. May the love of our Heavenly Father and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, thank you so much once again for joining us in our service. Uh, we do hope that you will also join us for our morning devotion, 9 a.m., Monday to Saturday, and uh, enjoy the week that's up ahead for us. And God bless you all. We'll see you next week. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Feel free to share this message with your friends too. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.victoryalamang.church.